Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet producer and performer Jacob Tobiah, public school teacher Abby Maslin, and actor and singer Andrew Reynolds. These illuminating memoirs that explore the value of trans storytelling, a different kind of love story that's far from a fairy tale, and the early career wins that led to a success on the stage and screen, will assure listeners that they aren't alone in their experiences. And guess which celebrity reader one author would have chosen to make their audiobook instantly sexy. Enjoy. Hi, this is Jacob Tobiah. I guess for me, what mattered about writing Sissy is that in addition to the literary challenge of the whole thing, it's really about the value of trans storytelling. Trans people are so often tokenized, where we are treated as if one of our stories is all of our stories. Like we're some box that you just have to check. And once you like publish one trans book, you're done. And what I really wanted to prove with Sissy was that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of trans stories that are worth being told. And that the more trans stories we tell, the less they have to explain themselves, the less they have to justify or articulate what transness means. You know, I look forward to the day where I don't have to do any background work to help people understand where I'm coming from. And in some ways, Sissy was meant as background work. I wanted to tell brilliant stories. I wanted to make it funny as fuck. I wanted to pull at your heartstrings and pluck them all over the place. But I also wanted to ensure that people could come into this book knowing almost nothing about trans people or the trans community and leave feeling like experts, but not in a way that it, like, was boring, you know? And so I hope I've pulled that off, but that's something where you can be the judge. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be burping. Why? Because I was never aware of exactly how many noises my stomach makes in an average hour, nor how many times I have to burp in an average hour. You hear every single one of those things when you're recording this. There was this moment where I was like, I literally wasn't even like using my vocal cords, I was whispering so quietly and my audio engineer could hear every single word I was saying. Like this microphone is like $4,000 or something. So if your intestine does half of a half of a gargle, they're like, up, oh, we got to take it again. So for me, this was really a process of getting in touch with my gastrointestinal health, understanding how my stomach and intestines communicate with me, and learning about things that make me gassy and don't. So it didn't happen during the audiobook, but one word that I'd been mispronouncing for my entire life until I read it out loud to my mom was the word armistice. I had been saying it armistice for like my entire life. And I used that word a lot to sound smart. It was one of my like go-to, I'm an author and a fancy literary lady words. And I was saying it wrong for like 27 years of my life. Another word that I'd been mispronouncing is vituperative. I'd been saying vituperative for my whole life. And it was another one of the words that I put in the manuscript just to kind of show off. In terms of things I'm most proud of, 
There's a part towards the very end, so you should listen to the whole thing in order to get there, where I got to half say and half sing a hymn. And I was proud that I got to sing because people don't know that I can sing, and I like singing. And also happy because I got to make a sex joke in the middle of the lyrics of a hymn. But the real things that I'm proud of, the parts where you go back and forth with dialogue between two different people, but you don't have any sort of like he said or she exclaimed to sort of explain what's happening. So you have to do all of it with your voice acting. And it took some coaching from my director. Thanks, Aaron. But we got there. Like, we made it happen. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Prince because his voice was really delicious, both singing and speaking. And then my book would just be like the sexiest new release. The last audiobook that I listened to, when my mom and I were road tripping out to Los Angeles when I got my first job out here, and we were driving cross country, and we started by listening to Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. And then we finished our road trip by listening to The Girl on the Train. It was perfect for a road trip. But then when we started to get to the more like barren parts of the country, like rural, rural, rural New Mexico, and it's like dark and it's like the sun setting and it's creepy as shit. It's honestly a terrifying book to listen to. Hi, this is Abby Maslin. I wrote my book because there are all kinds of love stories in the world, but so many that are presented as fairy tales. And in my opinion, the most beautiful love stories, the ones that touch deepest in the heart, are the ones that exist in the real world outside the fairy tale. And I think it's important that we have different kinds of love stories. Some are romantic love stories, but the love of a family is its own type of love story. And that's what this is. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be emotional. It was emotional writing this book. But as I discovered reading it aloud, the author also gets to hide behind the page. And that's not true when you're recording an audiobook. You're saying each of those words aloud in a way that feels braver and more vulnerable than it does to write them. It was much more emotional than I thought it would be to relive this experience and to read each of those words aloud. I realized I had trouble pronouncing anything French. I'm very grateful there's only two French lines in this entire book, but I struggled with them enormously, so I think I'm best kept to English. I'm excited for listeners to get to learn about my family. They are truly the central characters in this story, and I hope that the reader will feel like they really know them after finishing this book. They're the inspiration for writing the book, and they're the most special people in my world, so I'm excited for others to get to know them through my words. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Kate Winslet. She has the most beautiful, exquisite voice. I'm always amazed by her ability to transform herself into the characters she plays. I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm in the process right now of listening to Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming. I was really excited to learn that she recorded Becoming in the same studio where I've been recording Love You Hard. And I am loving this audiobook and Michelle's ability to really tell a story carefully. Her voice is so engaging, and it feels like you're in a journal with her, getting to kind of hear all of her hidden secrets and the things that we've long wondered about her. 
Hi, this is Andrew Rannells, author of Too Much Is Not Enough. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, well, I couldn't do it in one word. I mean, I just wrote an entire book, so clearly brevity is not a skill. So I would say it was fun, but also stressful. Yeah, but mostly fun. I wrote my book because I feel like the years of my sort of early days in New York are often the things that get skipped over in talking about my career. My career generally sort of starts with the Book of Mormon, which happened in 2011, but I moved to New York in 1997. So there was a lot of time before I got that show. And I was thinking about my nieces and nephews who are all young, sort of teenage age, and I wanted them to know that there was a lot of work and there was a process to getting to where I have landed right now. And that even though those events might not be as shiny or as cool as some of the stuff that I get to do now, it was still really important and it was all very informative and they were wins that needed to be celebrated and that meant a lot to me as I went through them. I realized I had trouble pronouncing naivete. I've been saying naivete, but guess what? It's naivete. Who knew? I'm just excited to share these stories with people. I'm really looking forward to hearing what people's reaction is to this. You know, when I I first published an essay in Modern Love a couple years ago, or a year and a half ago, I guess, I was shocked at how many people had a very similar story to the one that I had shared because I felt like that was wildly specific and something that probably not a lot of people had experienced. And yet... Many people reached out to me and said, oh, no, that's I had that same thing happen when my dad died or my mom died. It was so crazy to me. So it was a good reminder to know that even though you sometimes feel alone in these experiences, that other people have them as well. So I'm looking forward to sort of sharing some of these stories because I know, hopefully, that people will relate to a lot of what I've been through. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would have asked my friend John Hamm to do it because I sometimes, you know, imagine that I I look like John Hamm and I know that's not the case or that I want to be styled like John Hamm and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh no, that's not true. But if he could play me in an audiobook, that would be very satisfying. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.